G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Our guest in the studio is Warren Mills, who's the author of the book, How Good is the Golden Rule? Learning the Language of Love. And Warren is also the founder of Bunch of Blokes, which is a great ministry based in Melbourne. Now we think about that saying, do to others as you would have them do to you. This was endorsed by Jesus. And it's an expression known as the golden rule. It may be more important than you'd have ever thought possible. And today we're going to be chatting with Warren a bit about the golden rule, the universal divine command, which provides the ethical foundation for all relationships and human aspiration. Warren has set about the task of proving his claim in the book, How Good is the Golden Rule? as a gateway to God, as we learn about our relationship to God as an, an extension of our relationship with each other. Uh, it's great to have Warren with us today. Now, this book, I should mention, is available online at Dimex, Amazon, Booktopia, and from Freedom Publishing. It's called How Good is the Golden Rule? Uh, welcome along to the studio, Warren. How are you today? I'm absolutely fine, Matt. Now, it's great to see you again. We did meet in our Melbourne studio a number of years ago. We did. And I remember finding out all about Bunch of Blokes. Yeah. Uh, for those uh, who don't know your story, tell us a bit about where you were born and raised. Well, I, I'm a Melbourne boy. I was born in, in Brighton in 1946, so I'm officially among the first of the baby boomers. Yes. And uh, I, I think I've had a privileged life. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think I've lived in the best 70 years in human history and in Australia too, mm. which, of course, has been the beneficiary of every good thing that's happened in Western democracies mm. and as a result of uh, Judeo-Christian influence, of course. and But in a Christian family, uh, my mum was uh, a dressmaker. Uh, my dad was a motor mechanic with one leg. And, uh, uh, of course, m- my family were all involved in cars in some way and mum's brothers and everybody else. So I grew up with cars all the time. And I have a confession to make, Matt. Yeah. I love cars. Yeah, you love them. It's a sickness. What's your favourite kind of car, mate? Uh, my Mazda CX-3. Yeah, nice. <laughs> love the one you're with, Matt. That's cool. Well, I've got a Honda Odyssey, mate, a seven-seater. Love it. <laughs> People say it's like a spaceship. So, so is our pastor, Matt Williams. And I, I joked about his, his Mazda Odyssey. He was very offended. Yeah. Well, we, we have a, a Christian radio show called Adventures in Odyssey that we play here on Vision every day. And I always tell people in my Honda Odyssey, I'm having Adventures in Odyssey, <laughs> so it ties in well. Uh, now, you're also the founding member of Bunch of Blokes, which mm. is a support network for men. Mm. Uh, tell us a bit about the heart behind that ministry. Yeah, that's um, a really interesting uh, thing. Um, I've worked in the automotive industry all my life, initially as a technician doing R&D. So I acquired lots of skills, engineering skills and design and things like that. And eventually I got myself into service management in the Repco group in various roles, interstate and opening new businesses and things. 
And uh, long story, uh, I was the state manager of um, South Australia for Repco and they finished me up. I was terminated. We ended up spending almost two years with Fusion at Kilmarnie Park in Sale with Mel Garvin, who's one of the legends of Australian radio. The breakthrough generation. <laughs> oh, I love Mel Garvin, yeah. So do I. <laughs> and he's hugely influential on me. Yep. So uh, we got back to Melbourne and I created a job with, with Bow Repairs, initially uh, looking at their automotive business. I wrote a paper and and showed how they could improve it and it was very significant uh, achievement as to what we did in the next few years. And uh, then I joined a, a, a consulting company that I hired to do a, a project with Bow Repairs and uh, I found myself in the position when I was 50 uh, to to build a car, and so I did. I designed and built a car from, from absolute scratch. Uh, my wife observes that I was sitting on the floor with a, a broom handle as the steering column and measured the length, and, and that, that was the foundation of the car. So uh, that was a 10-year project and enormously satisfying to, to do that, and so I finished it, registered it, Raced it, went on interstate rallies, did all sorts of things. And then I sold it. I, I got sick of working on it. We uh, operated it for about five years, and, and I, I just thought that I preferred to go to church, actually, rather than to go to motor racing events on Sunday. And so uh, we sold it. And I said to Elaine, somewhat arrogantly, I wonder what I'll do next. And so... Coincide, uh, coincidental with that, there was a, a men's group uh, at our Baptist church run by a very generous American guy, of which we had a lot actually in that church, named Stan Hankins. He was a, a an exec with IBM, as a lot were, and they came out to Australia for senior management roles for five or ten years, something like that. Anyway, he had a, a really fantastic men's group in his home and I was part of that. And I found myself leading the discussion because I had a much broader knowledge. And I, I thought that I had to uh, treat this responsibility seriously and start writing answers. So I did. And that morphed into a book uh, <laughs> about American an American drag racer mm-hmm. named... Um, Don Big Daddy Don Garlitz. Okay, that, that's a long story. The book's unpublished, but it'll be coming out next year sometime. Okay, great. And uh, and then when I finished, I had a lot of material left over that I realised I could use uh, for men's ministry because that's where it had come from, really. And uh, this particular morning, I was going to see a client of mine, a very successful crash repairer named Phil Monday. And I woke up at 3 o'clock and I said to Elaine, I'm going to ask Phil Monday for $100,000. And she said, for goodness sake, go back to sleep, would you? <laughs> so at 9 o'clock I turned up at Phil's business and I told him about a couple of projects I was working on. We always sort of had this positioning thing. He'd show me all the cars he's collecting and restoring and and I'd tell him my story. And I said, look, I've just started this other project, Phil, and it's it's a ministry for men, but I need some support. I need some resources to, to develop the idea. He said, oh, okay, yeah. W- what do you need? I said, $100,000. He said, okay. 
Yeah. So he gave wow. me which I in turn passed on to David Wright. Yeah. And uh, Phil has since given us another 100,000, actually wow. more than that. Have you got this guy's phone number? <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, keep going. <laughs> he is a great guy. Yeah. A, a Christian guy, um, and he uh, is a sponsor of a V8 supercar team. Wow. A complete petrol head. Yeah. But a very, very successful entrepreneur and a guy that's full of energy and full of new ideas, and uh, he, he's he's been my supporter and encourager for many years. Great. And so is Bunch of Blokes like a weekly men's group? Is it a network of groups? What's it look like? It's really just a resource. And so it's the website, www.bunchoblokes, all one word, uh, .org. And uh, it's freely available and it's really designed as a series of topics for men's discussion groups, which includes text, some written material, of course, both in long and brief form, and and then various um, clips of animation and sometimes interviews and things like that uh, that have been done by a guy that's worked for me for many years named Brett Caldwell, who's a brilliant animator and cartoonist. And so... Um, the, the idea is that a group, a church group, but not necessarily of men, would get together and use this material to discuss life issues, all based on the golden rule. Uh, it's since morphed into a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. again, using the same principle. And so I'm deeply committed to the idea that uh, the golden rule is a universal principle. Now, let's have a a talk about the golden rule here. So, you know, treat others as you would like to be treated. Mm. Now, as a mechanic approaches a mechanical problem, uh, beginning with the first principles, finding out how things work Mm. and thinking about what went wrong Mm. and how can it be fixed and Mm. be made to perform better. How do you uh, unpack that for us? Um, Well, that's that's been my orientation, I think, for my whole life as a child I built billy carts and yeah. and they're always highly sophisticated and had exhaust pipes and were painted blue and all of this sort of stuff uh, and that that flowed through into my teenage and early adulthood and my first car was a an MGTC with a Triumph engine long story uh, but uh, I've always wanted to know what the the principles are, you know, behind machinery mm. and various ideas, and and to understand them in a, a fairly simplified heuristic sort of a way. So, uh, I, I'm interested in the theory to a certain degree, mm. uh, but I really want to know what the theory can tell me uh, in terms of an idea that I can carry around in my in my head and explain easily, and then apply easily, and so. I see how I've done that in my work life. Uh, and I was designing machinery and test rigs and all sorts of things as a teenager initially and then, as, a, uh, as I said, in my early adulthood. Uh, and so I've had this self-assurance uh, that I could do those sorts of things from a very young age, which people often interpret as arrogance because I think I know the answer. You know, mm. I can figure it out even if I don't know. And uh, I've applied it to 
um, my intellectual life. So I guess I'm also intellectually uh, inquiring, a curious mind. And um, early in our relationship, I, I started dating Elaine when she was 16. Mm. And uh, we agreed that we would always tell each other the truth, which I've done somewhat imperfectly. But it's a principle we can point back to. Mm. And so I think that's the foundation of anything, actually, to to be able to clarify things and say what we know, right or wrong, and then uh, live with the with the results. And mm. so then you can figure things out. But if you obscure things, if you muddy the water, then it's extremely hard to to figure things out. So I I like to, um, uh, you know, get down to first principles, and I've I've done that in my Christian life. Uh, which has caused me to question a lot of things that I grew up with because I grew up in a very fundamentalist brethren sort of a okay. uh, situation. And, you know, there was a whole lot of things that the brethren didn't believe in mm. because they were dispensational truths, including things like, well, the Beatitudes and the Lord's Prayer. You never, ever hear any of those things mentioned in a, in a brethren church. Because they're kingdom truths, they're mm. reserved for a time yet to come. Mm. Now, I I thought that was unreasonable, and uh, I couldn't. In fact, my mum, I think, encouraged me to to think for myself that that w- couldn't be right. Mm. Uh, and so, I I really spent my life pondering the be- the beatitudes in particular, and and the golden rule uh, as the focus of that, because it comes at the end of the, the beatitudes. And um, not just trying to understand it as a theory, because theories are only useful if they makes if you can apply them, if they make sense in in real time. So, the the idea of thought, word, and deed being consistent, I think, is fundamentally important. And so, there's a whole lot of stuff about Christian faith where it's it's difficult to integrate thought, word, and deed because it's too abstract or it's it's a doctrinal idea from another age that was important, you know, in a historical point of view or theological point of view, but not really relevant today. Mm. Uh, but there are some things that I've discovered, particularly uh, our shared Pentecostal experience, that are absolutely applicable mm. in terms of uh, both... Um, an intellectual and and emotional and a whole of life engagement. So mm. you you come up with with the idea that the Holy Spirit is present and and wants to um, influence us in our relationships and uh, our ideas and our faith, of course. And so you do it, you know, and you don't understand it. And there's all sorts of things that happen that uh, are part of the package, but it emerges and then you see that things are more or less important and it's it's not a cure-all to every problem, but it's a very, very important step along the way. So that's the sort of thing that we as a couple have mm. tried to do. And I, I've often found myself wrestling with an intellectual problem when I think to myself, I've got to put that aside, stop mm. thinking about it because I'm a bit sort of over-focused at times. <coughs> and... Um, and then ask myself, how does it work? What's the application? And 
what's it look like? And uh, is that is that a positive thing? Is that life enhancing? And that's the clue, mm. I think. Is it does it enhance life? Is it life giving? Does it lead me toward uh, abundant life, which I think is faith, hope, and love mm. in the Holy Spirit? Well, that's the question. What are the biggest problems facing men in Australia? And uh, Luke has made a comment there saying that mental health and community support uh, are a big issue. Daniel has said he's interested in a Christian car club. He's a Leand uh, Mitsubishi Holden guy. And also Jonathan said committing to Jesus as their first love is a big issue for men. Uh, Let's just pause on what Luke's commented there for a moment. Uh, Warren, mental health and community support, how important is that uh, for Aussie blokes right now? I think it's a huge and growing question. I think the amount of loneliness and despair amongst men in particular is uh, a growing and a, and a huge problem. Um, I, I'm not quite sure about all of the causes, but, but I think men have experienced a sense of loss in terms of you know their status and things like that, and um, and they they haven't had enough to uh, replace what they think they have lost, and and so uh, there's this international movement um, that's actually influenced by Jordan Peterson, the American sorry the Canadian psychologist, and in particular. Um, a Californian guy named Paul Vanderclay from Sacramento, who we brought out to Melbourne in March this year to uh, lead a conference called Understanding the Jordan Peterson <laughs> Phenomenon. And so his specialty is what he calls the meaning crisis. And I think that's what we're suffering from to uh, an incredible degree. And so People get their satisfaction and fulfilment from from family, from work, from money, money, sex, and power. And if those things uh, are taken away, or if if people start to see that they're not completely fulfilling, <coughs> then uh, there's a vacuum, an existential vacuum in their lives that they need to replace. And so. Uh, Really, the focus of a bunch of blokes from the beginning was to get men together to talk about those issues, not at an abstract level so much, but at a practical level. Mm. And so, once again, I think that the golden rule of uh, treating others as you'd like to be treated is absolutely fundamental. Mm. And being able to get alongside someone that you know, even not someone that you have a lot of uh, relationship with necessarily, and understanding what they're, they're dealing with, at least creating the opportunity for them to talk to you and, and then finding ways to encourage them. And so if you can do that at all systematically, which is what a bunch of blokes is designed to do, uh, it can have a tremendous impact. And I know that I've been the beneficiary of that. I've suffered from anxiety from time to time and I've had the odd crisis with business and things, family issues. And... Uh, to be able to to go to people who know you and care for you and just talk it through 
helps you to come to your own conclusions. Mm, so good. If you'd like to join the conversation, give us a call, 1-800-316-316. Our guest is Warren Mills, the founder of Bunch of Blokes and author of the book How Good is the Golden Rule. We've got him for another 20 minutes, so don't put it off. If you're going to call, call now, 1-800-316-316. Now, we were just chatting before that I'm, I've been connected to Ian Watto Watson and the Shed Night movements around Australia. I think there's about 100 Shed Movement, uh, nights uh, around the country and it's just blokes getting together they have a good hamburger uh, they have blokes do interviews on the stage and they just hang out with each other they talk they talk about sport they talk about you know their marriages talk about their kids they talk about their life stories and uh, it's such a great movement and I'm a big believer in the Bible verse that God sets the lonely in families and that's really a big problem with blokes in Australia a lot of blokes are very isolated they don't have good mates, they don't know how to really open up and connect with one another. And it's one of the reasons why so many blokes are struggling with mental health issues because they, they just need some good mates, don't they? Mm, yeah, exactly. In fact, when we first uh, established Bunch of, Blo- Bunch of Blokes, I had a lot of calls from wives and mothers in particular who were concerned for their son or husband, looking to uh, connect them to an existing group, which is actually a bit hard to do but um, they were they were making that same observation that they didn't have any friends and they uh, didn't relate or communicate easily and that's what they desperately needed mm. I, and, and what I uniformly said is if there's someone with that sort of need if there's one other person that they know or or someone, even if they don't know them all that well, that they can relate to, mm. they ought to just get together and start talking mm. and, and do it on a regular basis. And it's all the better if you've got a framework uh, to use and some guidance material. But to treat each other as you would like to be treated is the absolute bedrock. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, you say in this book, How Good is the Golden Rule, that according to Jesus, it is the greatest commandment not just a good idea. Just unpack that for us, hey? Yeah, well, uh, I've had some really interesting encounters around that, that very thing. Uh, I, I met a, a young guy recently um, who's a student, and he was uh, helping us with a conference that we ran earlier in the year. And I asked him if he, if he knew the golden rule. And we're sitting in a restaurant. And uh, all of a sudden, he recited it to me in Hebrew, uh, and it's the Shema. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, of course, is uh, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, mm. and your neighbor is yourself. Mm. So that's the full statement. Mm. That's the formula. And so that's also known as the great commandment. Mm. And so uh, the theme of the Old Testament is fear God and keep his commandments, of which there's plenty. Mm. But we now live in not the era of compliance with law, but the era of grace. We're expected to use our free will. Mm. And so what do we do with the law? And what do we do with the Beatitudes, for that matter? Well, we see them as guidelines Mm. and signposts along the way. Uh, And if we fail to do that, then we're inviting disaster which we can experience to a greater or lesser degree. If we observe those rules, then we can keep ourselves on the, uh, you know, the, the safe and narrow path. 
as it were. Um, but we need a guiding principle, and the guiding principle is to treat others as we'd like to be treated. And and what that does is as we highly value our relationship with each other, we learn the language of God, uh, of love, and that is the language of God. Mm. God is love. Amen. Wonderful stuff. Well, our guest in the studio is Warren Mills, author of the book How Good is the Golden Rule? If you'd like to call through and ask a question, call on 1-800-316-316. We've got Colin from Parks on the line. Have you got a question or a comment for Warren? I do. Thanks, uh, thanks, gentlemen. I really appreciate the topic being uh, aired. Um, I've looked at, tried to look up um, Watto's uh, ministry and, and other men's ministries in Central West New South Wales, but it always seems to come to a dead end. Um, posts are, are many years old or um, contacts sort of are not available anymore. So I'm just wondering, uh, is there uh, anything happening or anything planned? Because uh, I come across a lot of men who are exactly, as you say, looking for somewhere simply to talk. Um, Warren, and, is anything uh, happening yeah. in the central western New South Wales that you know of? <laughs> uh, look, there, there would be. We've had contact with a lot of churches that are using a bunch of blokes' material. I can't tell you where they are off the top of my head. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure that that's even the right answer, even if I knew of very good men's groups. There's mm. a group in Toowoomba. Mm-hmm. led by uh, a lawyer guy whose name I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. But he's been using a bunch of Blake's material for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think actually it's, it's really best to see what contacts you already have available to you. Now, if it's in a church, that'll be much easier, but it, it ne- mightn't necessarily be guys in a church. Uh, I once approached a bloke, a group of blokes sitting in a McDonald's and there was four or five of these guys and they're obviously of the same vintage and I asked them uh, what they were talking about and they said, oh, we're comparing notes about our wives and I I said, that's a good joke. They said, it's not a joke. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you you can do it in in any uh, situation and on any subject but I think... The important thing is for it not to just be uh, a whinge session, yeah. but to have a framework. Mm. And so that's that's why we've made the Bunch of Blokes material mm. available as a free resource. So I, I can I would like to say that if, if you see the need, then why don't you suggest uh, and the idea of getting together with just one or two others, and it can be as simple as you know, going to McDonald's or the local coffee shop and just sitting down and having a topic in front of you uh, and talking it through and, and seeing where it leads. Thanks so much for your call, Colin. Got it. Thank you. And, mate, if we hear of anything else, we'll, we'll make sure we announce it on the radio. But any anyone in parks or central western New South Wales that wants to be a part of a men's group, contact us here at Vision. We'll, we'll connect you up to Colin, hey? Sounds good. Good on you, buddy. Thanks for your call. God bless. Okay. God bless you. Bye. And we've got Brendan from Sydney. Have you got a question or a comment for Warren? Oh, g'day, guys. How are you? Very good. Hi, Brendan. Yeah, uh, more, more just a comment. I got a bit excited, actually. I, I was streaming and I came in late on the convo, but um, we, we run a, a men's group in southwest Sydney at a Salvo's church. Right. And um, that's kind of evolved over the last few years. But um, and, and, I, and probably I was just 
going to ask the same question as, as your last guy, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, are there groups up and running around? And, and I suppose you can find that on the website. But um, I suppose, yeah, and, and just agreeing with what you said, it's, I really encourage blokes to just get out there and start them. Yeah. Because uh, our, our format is very, very simple. Each bloke gets five minutes to talk. No one interrupts. Yeah. No one says anything. And you only offer advice, prayer, or anything if that bloke asks for it. Yeah. You never offer advice. You never tell yeah. them what to do. Yeah. And it's a very simple format, and it, it gets us to a relational uh, level very, very quickly. So the guys in the group at the moment, there's a guy there that, that's had four strokes that can't even speak, yeah. know, and he comes he comes every every fortnight. Yeah. Um, and probably yeah, just agreeing with what you said. I, from from my experience, it's loneliness that is the main thing that blokes that is plaguing blokes. You know, um, I, I couldn't agree moment. more. Uh, uh, we mentioned Ian Watto Watson before, yes. and his his ministry. Uh, his, yeah. his his formula is. Uh, amazingly simple, you know. He just gets guys together in the shed and they have a big bat fire, uh, a barbecue, I should say. And yep. he he gets guys to what he calls spill their guts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and which is remarkable in the way that it happens. I, I would probably prefer to say, just tell the truth. And yeah, if if exactly. you can be with guys in particular, but not just guys, and and be free to say what you think is true, then that's a huge progress. And so I reckon it's as simple as that, and I agree with everything that you have said about not, a giving, not giving advice and not interrupting, allowing people to talk, and just yeah. encouraging one another to tell the truth. Exactly. That's exactly what it comes down to. We've had um, carers come that, that aren't part of the group that end up sharing because... They've never had anything like that before, and mm. they, they end up just being part of the group, you know. So it's, um, yeah, it's a good thing. I'm just um, encouraged to hear what, what you're doing. I think it's great. Yeah. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks for your call, mate. God bless. God bless. Thanks, guys. See ya. And if you'd like to join the conversation, you can call through on 1-800-316-316. We've got Erica from the Gold Coast. How are you doing, Erica? All right, thanks. Yeah. Um. I've been married 44 years, so I suppose I'm still married, yeah. And um, this whole thing about men's self-esteem, you know, I've watched my husband. He is a Christian, so am I. And I think the short of it is this. If we get our esteem, God esteem, we don't have to worry about self-esteem, matching ourselves up to various people, because like Jordan Peterson says, there's always someone better than you in something yeah. and worse off than you. And he doesn't say, unfortunately, yet, yeah. Jordan, that is, that really we need to look at what God thinks of us. And I've watched my husband. You know, he doesn't say silly, stupid jokes that are self-deprecating or run others down. Oh, it was only a joke. He doesn't do that. And we don't watch shows. We men are made out to be idiots and stupid like um, many American shows where the father doesn't get the respect he should. Mm. Now, the converse I, I, applies and I, the wife needs to get respect too. Mm. I think it's, it's a difficult issue that, that uh, men are facing. And in some cases, uh, men are told that, you know, we shouldn't have too high... Uh, 
view of ourselves and that self-esteem is a is a bad idea. I understand what what people are saying, but uh, the golden rule says love others as you love yourself. And so, uh, if we want the highest good for ourselves, we will do things to enhance our lives, and we, we ought to try and be aware of what. What those things are, what are what are the things that we need, and and be aware of that, and uh, go after them because we know that they're good for us, they're life enhancing. But at the same time, as uh, we want those things for ourselves, be keen to enable and to encourage other people to have those same things. Well, and if we start with the word of God, as I've seen my husband do. By hook or by crook, you know, he's not going to have anyone pull him down. Someone says something nasty, he just ignores it. He knows who he is in Christ. And I think that's probably what King David did too. You know, his brother said, oh, who are you to come and look at this giant, you little squirt? And he knew that he'd killed a lion and a bear with God's help. And so, yeah. I love that story of David and Goliath. You know, it's like there's two ways you can look at Goliath. You can either look at him and say, he's too big, he's going to kill me, or he's too big, I can't miss him. You know? <laughs> I also love the story yeah. about David and Jonathan, yeah. which I think is one of the bedrock stories in Scripture. Yeah, wonderful. Hey, thanks for your call, Erica. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. And if you'd like to join the conversation, we've got a few minutes left. You can call now, 1-800-316-316. And we've got Emma from Port Ferry. How are you, Emma? Emma, are you there? Oh, we've lost her. I thought we had Emma. Apparently it was Emma's birthday today as well. So Happy uh, birthday, Emma, if you're still listening. If, you, if you're listening, Emma, give us a call back, 1-800-316-316. Emma's got a great testimony. She uh, started listening to our station a couple of years ago and gave her heart to the Lord and uh, has been baptised recently. And she That's likes great. to ring up and say good day. So, uh, and she likes for king and country, so I'm going to have to play some for king and country to her <laughs> soon. But, yeah, call through. We've got a few minutes left. Call through 1-800-316-316. Now, mate, uh, if people do want to get their hands on this book, uh, How Good is the Golden Rule? Uh, Learning the Language of Love. It is available at uh, Dimex and Amazon and Booktopia, lots of places online. Uh, and uh, what's, the, what's the cost? How, how much... It, it it does seem to vary a bit. Mm-hmm. It's uh, as high as thirty eight and mm-hmm. as low as thirty four or okay. so, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but your local books bookshop will order it in okay, if you good. just mention my name mm-hmm. or the name of the book. They'll get it in for you. Okay. Um, Wonderful. Now we we just have one caller come through. Let's see who it is. We've got. To, oh, it's John from the Blue Mountains. How you doing, John? Yeah. Hi, Matt. I'm your number one Facebook fan. Just let you know. What, what's your, your last work. name, John? John Wilson. Oh, John Wilson, my Facebook buddy. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Really good. <laughs> what would you like to chat about? Um, yeah, I've, um, I was married 19 years and I'm a widow of 11 now, but just the aspects of speaking the truth is just so important, as we all know. But I, my wife was a very, very strong woman. I thought she was going to be the next Joyce Meyer, you know, and I was happy to be in the shadows and carry her suitcase, that would have, that would have done with, uh, I would have been happy with that. But uh, I just want to share a little story. I was into motor racing mechanic and go-kart racing and short circuit. And in her early marriage, my wife, you know, she wasn't in, 
interested in any of that, of course. And we met. I was always afraid to do, to, you know, share my perspective on what I was feeling. But uh, one of uh, my wife's friend's friends came over, and she rode bikes, and you know, I used to ride enduros. And anyway, we got this emotional connection, and I kept on saying to my wife, you know, invite invite your friend and invite her other friend too. And I realized, you know, I had established this emotional connection and praise God, I, you know, nothing developed except for that's all it was. But I, I had the courage to actually say to my wife, this is actually happening. And because, you know, men need a subject, you know, to connect with. And because I couldn't connect with my wife with, you know, the things I was very interested. As soon as I found someone who was into bikes, uh, I found this connection. And, you know, if I hadn't have actually confessed to my wife, you know, who knows where it would have gone. But um, it's it's really interesting because the church I used to go to, you know, the the, men, the women were the strong in the, you know, they ran the place. The men were the weak. Mm. So the women would be talk, in their little groups talking about, you know, you know, stuff and their husbands, and we'd be in our little group knowing our wives were talking about ourselves, and none of us was brave enough to actually say, you know, let's do something about it. Let's mm. actually talk about it. And uh, and I found now that with I found I've been chatting to a lot of women because they're such good listeners. It's a good story. It's a good story, John. And uh, part of the story I tell in my book is. Um, the need that I had at age 50 to, to build a car. And it was an interesting thing because in in one way, it was a complete waste of time. You know, why should I spend the next several years and a lot of money uh, doing something that really had no great significance at the end of the day? But for me, it was tremendously important uh, to be able to do it. And so um, I, I think that to be able to express those needs for a start, to say, listen, I, I want to go trail riding or go-kart racing or watching, whatever it is, and and then to come to some agreement about that. But then also uh, to have the courage to to say what's on your mind and both the things that are good news and the things that you're struggling with and to be able to present both of them requires a lot of courage. And so I, I think that uh, that's one of the most important things that guys need to do. Wonderful. Hey, John, we're, we're out of time, but thanks so much for your call, mate. No worries. I'll see Thank you on you. Facebook. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> God bless. Hey, if you'd like to connect with us, you can connect at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. If you've got a question or a comment, Uh, about Bunch of Blokes or about this new book from Warren Mills, How Good is the Golden Rule? You'll find all the details at facebook.com forward slash vision radio and the book is available at all good bookstores. Just ask for it and you can grab it there. Mate, thank you so much for coming in. It's great to catch up with you after all these years. It's been a pleasure. God bless. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.